Hello. Hi. Welcome. Hello and welcome. We're gonna we're gonna try and do something a little uh, different with an intro. We we're gonna maybe try and do an intro. So like, uh, welcome to Fatal Females Podcast. <laughs> I'm Chelsea and I'm Pamela. There we go. Now we're not. You know that sounded terrible. We'll we'll, we'll riff on it. Like I said, maybe your friend can do a jingle or I something. I would really like for her to do a jingle. So we're trying to maybe is... like not take it for granted that you've caught up and you've been you've been with us since the beginning. Maybe you're a new listener just and, today. And hi, welcome. Thanks for 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 Tune pressing in. for pressing play. Checking us out for hitting that triangle button. <laughs> Whatever it might lead down Whatever. the road. Who knows? Well, it is a triangle, right? We're in our we're right now. angle. What is it? A thing? I know. It, it's a oh, it's yeah. It's a it's a it's a play button. Well, first off, the fact that you just made hand signals <laughs> as to what it was, I don't even know what to say. Well, anyway, if you're new, you're already not listening. So <laughs> no, you know what? If you're new, you fucking love us already, and you just hit subscribe. So we're like a diet, a diet crime podcast. I would say we don't, don't go into the like five part episodes on one story. Oh my god, I was like, we're on a diet. No, I'm saying like I think. I feel like our podcast is like I'm not. murder <laughs> diet. Oh yes, yeah, Got like it. We, yeah, kind of. We where wet did, your palate. Oh, where your are notes? notes? I'll get them. Oh, done. thanks. I just looked over and I was like, oh my god, it's my turn, and I don't have my notes. Yeah, we failed you. Jesus Christ. But we would still release that. We would still release the the episode where we had nothing to say. So I guess that's nice. Well, that's I know. We just be like, okay, well, I guess I'll just. Remember some stuff? <laughs> just riff. Whatever. Like, I think at this year, maybe this month. I mean, it's still the facts. We only like, deal with facts. Um, okay, so new? I think, well, before we talk about what's new, because. I don't even know. Do we have anything to talk about? I don't know. We're up to date with The Bachelorette. <sighs> well, I mean, we just have to catch up on Mondays, yes. Yeah. But, yeah, so, but you were basically caught up. I mean, that's weird for us. Typically, we have nine hours to Oh, my God. With. But I'm just, this is great. We're not going to get any fucking, like, spoilers or anything. We're ready for it. It's Um. Wait, what are we, did we have something we wanted to talk about? No, we didn't really. Uh, we sort of just launched right into this tonight. We didn't prep at all. Oh, crap. I have okay, a terror well, cat at home if anyone cares oh, about that. but, yeah. I don't even know. I may have already bitched about it, but I got I got physically wounded today. Wait, let me see, let me I see. Have a, a, dr- blood was drawn today. Oh, shit. She, uh, she got into the bedroom where our Vicious. older sweet cat is being kept because we have he to introduce knew. them. Uh, slowly and Lila just decided to bust into the bedroom and get under the bed and she's terrifying you can't just grab this cat and toss her out of the room she will come at you and I just made the mistake of wanting to put lotion on my legs and walked by my bed and got my ankle attacked <laughs> what a dumb move. so um yeah that's my that's the big news in my life that's fantastic I'm a hellcat parent the hellcat god damn it I will love her because I will never give an animal up that's right you're gonna fucking love her <laughs> gonna and it's gonna domesticate gonna, the shit out of that bitch you're gonna fucking do it um so a little new tradition that we started in the last uh last week's episode was our first episode trying this but um we decided to do some like themed beverages and whatever we're drinking tonight delicious i 
Um, even last week's drink was delicious. Oh, yeah. Oh, one of my friends actually already tried the plum wine spitzer and loved it. It was fabulous. Yeah. And this thing, this is more up my alley because yep, yep, you know yep. I like my bourbon. The bourbon. Uh, so the lady Pamela will be uh, giving all of the facts for in just a moment is oh, from this is New so Orleans good. and the official drink Louisiana. of New Orleans. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, not specifically. Exactly. Got it, got it. Yeah, so yeah, from yeah. Louisiana, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So the official drink of Louisiana is the uh, Sazerac. Mm. Uh, so mm. if those of you who don't know what a Sazerac is, it's kind of like an old-fashioned, mm. but it uses uh, rye pechaud bitters, which are slightly less bitter than um, Angostura. Uh, what are you saying? You do an absinthe rinse, a yep. little bit of orange peel or lemon peel is actually the traditional thing. Um, I actually just ended up kind of doing a combo of a Sazerac and Old Fashioned. So what we're drinking today, I'm just going to call it an old Sazerac or I'm a Sazerac you, fashion. Or a Sazzy fashion. Or a Sazzy fashion. No, that's fa- That's just stupid. But like, I like it. <laughs> I, I kind of like you. Sazzy fashion. Let's, let's call new it Sazerac. Our, our, oh, there you go. Louisiana, whatever. Y'all we'll call it our it voodoo, Ooh. voodoo, Voodoo fashion. Voodoo, voodoo. Nope. See, you I can't. What? Okay, so here's well, the thing. She I'm already, already took drunk. two sips. That's <laughs> as much as she's going to have. I haven't even taken a sip of it. It is uh, so delicious. Please take a sip okay. out of it. So I also made my own orange peel, and I don't think the chili flakes came through, but I wanted to make it's like a It's delicious. Silence as she drinks. Wow. Wow. Good Fuck. night. Good night. Seriously. Ooh, I, have, I do get a little of the heat. It's at the delicious, end. Chelsea. It's so nice. I am like. Did it. Did it. What the fuck? Guys, I have so many notes. So let's just get into this, honestly. That like, I can't. I shouldn't have even taken that sip. I'm... I don't know. I'm lost already. I don't know what's happening. I think the second you start to begin, I'm just going to go run and get an ice cube so that I can actually drink All this. right. I don't fucking need that right now. Okay? I'm not going to give you... You're not allowed Listen, to drink. I accidentally forgot to refill my ice trays. Oh, my God. Look at the guilty conscience. I was genuinely just going to go get an ice cube. No, you fucking no, I forgot. Not. No, I, you oh were my not. God. I would have mentioned, not to mention that I have now been ordained with sainthood because I brought toilet paper. Yeah, you did. Apartment. Guys, I needed toilet paper. So I <laughs> go out of my way. Not at all. Not actually. at all, you liar. Uh, got amazingly soft plied toilet paper. Mm. And what do I come to? What do I show up to? No ice. I fuck Empty I literally, ice The tray. worst is that last night I was like, fuck, before I go to work tomorrow morning, I got to refill the ice trays. And we didn't. And guess what? You know I what? didn't do. I'm just gonna get ice right now, so we can just launch into this. That's fine. Whatever. Um, while you do that, I am going to. Uh, I'm gonna uh, send a shout out to Megan's way because Ooh. she, our friend, our dear friend Megan, she's actually the second oldest friend I have. So Chelsea, I've known the longest. Megan, I've known the second longest, and she is the one who um, told us we should do this. Yeah, and I'll, she will definitely be a guest. Oh, uh, she is, of course for she will. Sure. Of course she will. Um, so I've never heard of this lady before. Neither and have I. And she was like, put this in the chalice of choice. Super excited. Do it. Um, and holy crap, I'm so excited because. Oh, I love her name. I'm I'm learning something new every Damn, day. I wish I remembered that. I would have used that instead of an orange. But like, same But it's fine. Thing. But it's totally fine. So great segue. I am going to be uh, speaking about 
Clementine Barnabet this evening. Clementine. Clementine. I actually love that name. I'm and then Clem is like a really yeah. cute little nickname. I'm all about it. I, think I like be it. Cute. Um so not only do I have the notes that I've um, you know, scourged the internet for, yeah. um, but then I also have I don't know if it's Louisiana or I don't know if it's the time of when these um crimes happened i don't even want to know i don't even it's fucked up guys i'm just telling you right now it's some fucked up shit not even call it crimes you're like it's so we need a new word fucked like it's not even like murder it's like it is like fucking slaughterhouse rules shit yeah it's fucked up like a movie about this i don't know maybe i don't know but all i want you guys to know is that you're going to hear a lot of paper shuffling because I got notes and then I got notes on my notes and then I got printouts. So, Did we strap in. decide to do any kind of accent with the confession? Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> oh, that, but that's what I wanted to say. I don't know if it's Louisiana or whatever, but they have basically all of these, the newspaper articles. That's so exciting, dude. So, like, I have literally in my notes, it says, insert article one. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Let's like, get on So, this, this is going to be, we are on it. It's going to be real good. So, there's going to, you know, unlike, you know what, not unlike, because we're all facts here. It's all about the facts. All facts. So, um, yeah, this is going to be really um, awesome. And, yeah, I didn't, I see, so I tried I can do a really good southern accent, but you I'm like to recreate the scene for you. But I'm pretty sure the I'm 90% sure she was Creole and I don't I don't know if I can pull off that Neither accent. Neither of us have the appropriate background to be pulling off a and Creole. And also, accent. guess what? I kind of tried to research what a Creole accent would sound like and hey, YouTube people, get on it. If you have a Creole accent, please put on a YouTube See, video. I just go because slightly racist and just go with the voodoo chick from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men's Chess. But even but I can't if I literally sit right now and think of it I can't I can't think of it it's I can't hear really it it's a really intense accent though too like it's a beautiful because I can do a French accent but it's not French right. it's got it's got French in it but it ain't French it's like so French Islander a little like draw it's a I fucking love that accent. it's fantastic you ain't but, hearing it today but you're not fucking hearing it so watch Pirates of the fucking Caribbean <laughs> instead because that's what I got which that is for also you. not the right at all I like that was me just being a whole piece of shit well referencing that but honestly like because like I chick, right the, yes. like the bayou exactly in the, in the bayou <laughs> okay I'm gonna start before we get we real weird we just do some weird. true blood shit oh Eric yes Norman, Shreveport Lafayette Louisiana. Lafayette Ooh, Lafayette, Lafayette. alright well you know what right. we'll play it by ear we're, we're gonna figure it out <laughs> we'll, we'll see how many more, more sips. sips exactly we'll see how many more sips happens and then uh, we'll fucking take it from there we should just relabel this female <laughs> fatal females the drunk podcast of female murder <laughs> oh fuck drunken drunk fatal history drunken I mean that's already taken and it's fantastic but whatever we've tried we alright here we go we got and she's I knew you were what? I'm sorry <laughs> Okay, so another We're thing focused. that's really great about Chelsea is when she does, when it's her week off, let's say, she likes to... I just started spa day. <laughs> she, she, 
I have, I'm very fortunate enough that I have a really lovely view and I have big windows in my apartment. So I'll, I'll often catch Chelsea looking out the window really and she's like looking at, she's looking at the highways of the sky. I Every mean, time a plane on, goes by, she's think, like, oh my God, it's coming. Do you think pilots look at the sky like highways? Yes. Y'all think like, just they think about to. that for a minute. My real question is how, at one given moment, how many fucking planes are in the sky? Too many. <laughs> Too many, first of all. And I think we've already made this comment that apparently nobody knows what's going on because of that Malaysian Malaysia flight that just disappeared. It's, you know, fucking aliens, so man. no one knows what we're doing up there. Oh, God. Anyway. All right. All right. Now Earth. we're doing it. Here we go. Yeah, let's talk about some real, real shit. shit. Let's talk about some real shit. Her name's Clementine Barnabet. She was born around 1894 in St. Martinville, Louisiana. Perfect. And then moved to Lafayette, Louisiana in 1909. Lafayette! You got it. Comes full circle. Her parents uh, were Nina Porter and Raymond Barnabit. Okay. Raymond seemed to have a bit of a reputation in town. Okay. And he was a little bit on the aggressive side, Raymond. which means that he was a little bit on the abusive side. Raymond. Um, he was a sharecropper and... Sometimes dabbled in a little petty thievery, criminal. Gotta do what you gotta do. You know, do. you gotta feed your family. Um, and uh, they lived in the, quote, back part of town. Heard. Mm. Copy that. So that's there. Um, Clementine had a brother named Zephyrin. Oh. Which I... That sounds am, like, a, like a spice. Like Clementine and Zephyrin. Zephyrin. Way to go naming your those kids. those are my kids now. Those Thanks. are great. Um... <laughs> And the two of them were described by townsfolk as filthy, shifty degenerates. So we're not off All to a right. good start. We're not off to the... I feel like that's Raymond's fault, though. These innocent kids. Well, you know, who... Who knows? Who knows? We so do. <laughs> he, We do here on Fatal Females Podcast. So we're going to fast forward two years because, you know, facts. And uh, it's January 31st, 1911. Officer Balu or Bellu, Balu? <laughs> Question mark? Balu. Officer Balu receives a phone call in West Crowley, Louisiana, after its residents had a feeling that something terrible had happened in their neighbor's house. Oh no. So Officer Balu headed to 605 Western Avenue and was met with. A sight that one cannot unsee. William Byers, his wife, and his small son were hacked to death by an axe in their own home. Okay, so this really escalates right (laughs) off. Got it. Okay. I told you. Some fucked Fucked up up shit. shit. So their heads were split open and naturally blood was everywhere with footprints all over the floor. <laughs> so Lizzie Borden came to New Orleans, <laughs> to Louisiana. This is happening. <laughs> um, the doors were locked, which led the police to think that the murderer um, used a window to enter the home while the family was asleep. Uh, a bucket of blood was found in the corner of the room. A whole bucket. whole bucket of blood. <laughs> Just chilling. Chilling. Um, and above the head of the bed, where the bodies had been re positioned was a blood-soaked axe. Hmm. 
So the police were used to crimes and burglaries in the oh, area since God. it was uh, not the wealthiest right. and a little bit of, not a little bit, it was impoverished, mm-hmm. but they clearly have never fucking seen anything like this. I'm sorry, buckets before. of blood. Buckets of blood. Uh, the murder weapon just on display and the body's just here. Right? Just chilling. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's your typical Tuesday. Um, Close to a month later, on February 25th, 1911, the Andrus family was found murdered in their home. Timmy, Mimi, um, oh, what is this little kid's name? I gotta yes. say this right. Um, I'm gonna say Walkin. J O A C H I N. Joaquin. 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 Yep, you heard it here first. Well, anyway, he was three. Oh, sorry. and Agnes was 11 months old. Um, and insert article number one. Here we go. We're doing it. It's happening. Why do I feel like this isn't going to be good? Okay. Lafayette, Louisiana. Saturday night. A Negro family consisted of husband and wife and two children were brutally murdered in the Trahan and Doucette edition just beyond the railroad track where it crosses Vermilion Street. The victims of the murderer being Alexander Andrus, his wife Mimi, his son Joachim, aged three and baby agnes 11 months old so his name was not tim clearly his name is alexander got that mixed up pardon it's okay me. pardon me facts you didn't get only. The, the the sources got yeah, it you're right you're up. right the fucking newspaper got it wrong yeah guys the terrible crime was discovered at seven in the morning by the woman's brother oh my god lazim felix who gave the alarm sheriff lacoste and other officers and deputy coroner clark at once went to the scene. The man and wife and boy had been brained with an axe while sleeping in the bed. Is that bed. what we're calling it? We're calling it brained. And then the baby, lying in its cradle, was struck and its head crushed. What? The man and woman were taken up by the murderer and placed on their knees beside the bed. Oh. The woman's arm over the man's shoulder as if in the attitude of prayer. The baby was then placed beside the mother on the bed. Then the murderer escaped through the kitchen door where he had entered. The crime, as it is thought, was committed after midnight as an examination by Dr. Clark disclosed some slight warmth in the bodies. A coroner's jury was held, which for want of evidence, brought in a verdict of death by unknown party. Sheriff Lacoste and the officers suspected an escaped lunatic from Pineville by the name of Garçon Godfrey. Garçon? They learned from the mother whom they arrested that Godfrey was at Maurice. I guess that's another part of Louisiana. that's a place. Deputy Peck and Officer Edwin Campbell went out and got him, but were unable to connect him with the crime as parties at Maurice testified to his having been there all the time. They brought him back and placed him in jail to return to the asylum. Well, something good came of this. I mean, at least he's not on the loose. Yikes. Sheriff Lacoste and the officers are making every effort to discover the terrible criminal. Several arrests have been made in connection with the case, but the sheriff has nothing possible to give out yet. About two months ago, a family of Negroes consisting of father, mother, and child was murdered under similar circumstances at Crowley. And about a year and a half ago, a Negro family of four, man, wife, and two children were killed in the same manner at Rain, another part of Louisiana. 
The crimes are so alike oh that they God. may be the work of the same terrible monster. Uh, I would think so. Also, that was the article saying Negro, not... Oh, no, no, no. This is all article this stuff. This is all... I'm going to say out loud, insert article two. <laughs> <laughs> so, in March of 1911, now in San Antonio, Texas, Alfred and Elizabeth Cassaway, along with their three children, are killed in the same fashion. Good Lord. So, no one really knows what the fuck is going on. Um, however, the police begin to hone in on Raymond Barnabit. After his mistress ratted to her friend that she thought he was connected by some way to the murder after she and Barnabit had had a fight. <laughs> Great. So, let's. So you know Don't what you're going to fucking piss me off? off? You're going to piss me off? It's fine. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to get your ass arrested. That's what I'm going to yeah, fucking Raymond. do. Yeah, Raymond. Jesus. Um, <coughs> later that year. How um, many axes is this murderer going through, though, for well, leaving them at every crime scene? Eh, we'll figure it Who out. Who has bought an axe at, like, five axes in the last <laughs> month? Like, let's just look at it's that. It's interesting that you say that number. Oh, shit. Interesting. So later that year, on October 24th, 1911, Raymond Barnabit is arrested for the murder of the Andrus family. So not the others, just that just family them. for right now. So both Clementine and her brother, Zephyrin, testify against their father. Okay. And Clementine tells a very graphic story of her father coming home with blood all over his clothes and threatening her and the brother. Great. Zephyrin backs his sister up and even includes that he bragged, um, quote, he killed the whole damn Andrus family, unquote. So nobody's on Raymond. No one's trying <laughs> no to one protect Raymond. Oh, my God. Nobody likes Raymond. Nobody likes, no one likes Raymond. No one loves Raymond. Jesus. It's the actual show. Yeah, that, this is what the show is based on. <laughs> So both children made it abundantly clear that they feared for their lives if their father was set free. Okay. Insert article Here two. Here we go. <coughs> Raymond Barnabit, the Negro, is charged with the quadruple murder last February in the Trahan edition, was brought from the Crowley Jail Wednesday night by Lacoste and lodged in the parish jail. The prisoner was arrested weeks ago and kept at, uh, and kept at, Wait, what? Oh, and kept at unable the officers. That doesn't make any sense. Wait, what? Let's try it again. The prisoner was arrested weeks ago and kept at enable the officers to better the case against him. Uh, and kept to enable the officers to better get shit against him. Well, so he was arrested. That's what you said. That ain't what the newspaper so said. He was arrested. All right, great. Okay. So <laughs> Barnabit, it is understood, protests of the. Uh, protests his of the crime placed at his door. Who but, wrote this? I don't know. Someone not. I'm not <laughs> trusting this source. But Sheriff Lacoste expects to secure an indictment and conviction. All right. So he's arrested and the sheriff is confident that this guy's going down. He's arrested and he goes, nah, guys, this ain't me. This ain't me. But there's the, he's They're still like, locked sorry. up. Got it. We got this, guys. We, <laughs> we know how to translate. Mm -hmm. So Raymond is now indicted and found guilty of the murder of the Andrus family. But just a month later, another family was butchered while he's in jail. Um, which well, is that's bizarre. Not you, Raymond. <laughs> so November 26th, 1911, the Randall family 
was found dead in their home. Insert article number three. Now, I just want to draw attention to how I write notes. I write them so fucking quick that I literally spell dead, D-E-D. We are in short form texting note I mean, you might as well just call me a journalist because I don't know what else I really do I'll contact Anderson Cooper post haste. A New York Times. (laughs) All right. Lafayette, Louisiana. Yesterday morning, the town was again shocked by the discovery of the murder of an entire Negro family Sunday night. Love this excitement. The victims were Norbert Randall, his wife, and three children and nephew. So this is six people in this home. They occupied a three-room house in Mills Edition just beyond the turn in Madison Street going to the Covillians. Yep, we're going to the Covillians. Sounds real great. The discovery of the murder was made by the oldest child of the Randall family, a girl about 10. Oh my God. Who had spent the night at her uncle's house. She found the kitchen door open and upon entering, saw her parents and the children in bed murdered. She gave the alarm and officers at once went to the scene of the murder and made every investigation possible. A considerable rain was falling, which removed any outside trace of the criminal. Did it? Inside, nothing seemed to have been disturbed. The murder was committed with an axe, which was found in the house and washed off. The man and wife and little baby girl were found in one bed and the three boys in another and all struck in the head. My goodness. They all must have died instantly. Well, that's the only fortunate thing. Fucking hope so. This murderer is... (laughs) Sorry. How many families now? Well, uh, the first that he got, and then there was two. So this is like what fourth? This and is one while he's in jail. This is num. This is this is the fourth family, right? But this isn't. There's the, like, so there's multiple ton, people in the right. family. Yeah. So this is the fourth family as of right now. That is insanity. So. Clearly, there's uh, something on the loose. Maybe we can start locking our doors at night, guys. I don't know. Well, or not. Who knows, you know. So, initially, Sheriff Lacoste, who served as the Lafayette Parish lawman, mm-hmm. had some weird feelings about the Barnabet children. Oh. So, during the initial investigation of the Barnabet household, blood had been discovered on Clementine's clothes. This was brought up during Clementine's testimony against her father, but she insisted that Raymond just wipe the blood on her clothes. Just, <laughs> just clean. He fucking just, clean his he, hands. you know, it's just rude. He just used my clothes as a fucking towel. Rude. Um, so, based on her quote unquote shifty adolescence, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's just shifty. redundant to me. It's shifty. <laughs> um, Lacoste decided. Um, to look into her a little bit more deeply. How how about how old is she? Like 15, 16? She's uh I want to say maybe 17 okay. now, right now. Maybe 18. So, when they went back to search the home, they found some interesting evidence. A report from the Daily Picayune claimed that there was quote a complete suit of a man's in her room. What does that... Saturated is what that word says. Saturated with blood and covered in human brains. Not only that... Is that why they call it brained? (laughs) Brained. But 
there was dried blood on the latch of their door, of their house door. Um, Zephyrin was able to provide an alibi for the night of the Andrus murders, but Clementine couldn't. So they arrested her on the spot. Insert article four. Oh, Clementine, Clementine, <clears throat> Clementine. District attorney Robira received, <laughs> I I'm coming in, received a telephone message Wednesday from chemist Metz of New Orleans to whom the bloody clothes of Clementine Barnabas had been sent for testing. She claiming that the blood was from herself. Chemist Metz declares the blood is not menstrual, but that both... Wow, that's what we tried to pawn it off on, Clementine? Okay. She's like, I just got a really bad like, period. vicious period. Saturated. That brain matter you Ooh, speak that's of? That's actually just uh-uh. a little... You know what that is. Mm, we oh, all know we what all that do. Is. So both uh, the white and blue shirt waists and the skirt had pure human blood and brains on them. So... I don't know, guys. Wash your clothes I after the crime? I don't know. I mean, you know, you got shit to do, I guess. I don't fucking know. So... She's arrested. I said that, right? Yeah. She's now arrested. Good. So Clementine is now in jail, charged with the murder of Norbert Randall, his wife, and four children, oh who were brutally God. killed with an axe last November while sleeping. So she would have been about 16 then-ish. She's, yeah. She's ish. When the murder would have... 15 Correct. or 16 when the murder... So a 15, 16-year-old just decimating and then staging the... What did you teach your kids, Raymond? Well, we'll figure that out later. So she was arrested the morning the murder was discovered, and the clothes, which were submitted to chemist Metz, were found locked up in a closet adjoining Clementine's room. The clothes were proven hers, and she owned that they belonged to her. So, weirdly enough, I mean, who would have thunk, but the murders still didn't stop. Holy (laughs) crap. Who is it? So while Clementine was in jail, three more families it's are slaughtered. Ten-year-old Zephyrin <laughs> right. on a fucking mission. So the Broussard family, husband and wife, and three children from Lake Charles, Louisiana. However, in this instance, something odd and alarming was found. So the small children's hands were splayed open. Mm with wood creating an aggressive number five so i'm gonna try and describe this very well so they're poor little hands they're not just like clothes open they're They're literally they're like they're forced open with little wood spokes in between them oh my god so like when you do like a outline of your hand or whatever it looks exactly like that with like wood spokes holding them out then a message was splayed on the wall quote when he take, oh, I'm gonna start again. Mm-hmm. Quote: When he taketh the inquisition for blood, he forgetteth not the cry of the humble. That would be That's left at the crime scene on the wall. Holy, okay. Um, some people say it's written in blood. Then there are other people that say it was written in pencil. So I'm gonna go with the blood version because who's just being like, hey, I got a pencil. Does anyone uh, have anything to write with? Do we specifically have anybody? Does anyone be, have a pen? It has to be done in blood. Like, when I mean, I'm just going to say. That's why we have the bucket of I'm blood. I'm going to say it. It's there. It's to paint with. 
So this quote is taken, is actually taken from the King James Bible, and it's Psalm, is it Palm or Psalm? Psalm 912, just in case every, anyone wants to know that I added that in. Just, just if anyone no, was wondering not? if we were religious or not. <laughs> now we are. We are now. So the police thought that there was a connection with the, uh, the hands being splayed out and that potentially there were five killers who acted as a group. Because That's too many killers. Well, after that quote is splayed on the wall, it's signed the human five. So that could also explain why it's happening in like all like in so many areas. Also how there are it's always a family with multiple children. Right. Like it's kind of bizarre. So the media clearly starts to go nuts over this and dubs this new murder idea as the Human Five Gangs. What year is this right now? I think still 1911. It's insane. Yeah, 1911, I think. Yeah. So, so now that there's this weird message on the wall with the hands and there's children involved and buckets of blood and whatever, people are starting to believe that these murders are actually spooky rituals or even sacrifices. And some of the population, or rather most of the population in this time, rather, was heavily Creole, which means that they were very, very into or against voodoo. 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 Voodoo you do. Or voodoo-don't. So I really, at this moment, especially when we would have announced it, desperately wanted to play the, if any of you remember the movie Skeleton Key, the voodoo, like, sacrifice chant music. That shit was that creepy as fuck. Played. I but so it wasn't even music. Wanted. It was, like, well, ma- a man speaking. Because it's the ritual. Oh, It was so creepy. Oh, my God, it's fucking Anyway, like, play that in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play that in the background. second Grammy says voodoo, just put that on in the background. Exactly. Um... So not only was voodoo involved, but the fact that a number five was having a significant impact. So that was weird that you said five axes. Yeah, I didn't I thought like that. that was at fucking all. weird. Maybe you're the maybe you're it, to blame. It's me. I'm it's hello. I'm Chelsea Bernadette. Excuse Bernabette. me, because Bernadette. I don't know. There it is. You got it. Maybe because you use your voodoo magic, you're young. Pro- Ooh, maybe. I don't even know. I'm like coming into my own with it. Who knows? Who knows? Thirty-two voodoo. Voodoo. That'll be next year. I'm still young. Thirty-one. <laughs> You had to name it. You had to make it rhyme, so it's fine. Um, So the El Paso Gazette reported the murders. And uh, we're going to do a little quote. Two months ago, six members of the Wexford family perished at the hands of the fanatics. But one was an infant that had only been born the day before. And in all probability had not been taken into consideration when the plans for the human sacrifice were consummated. Well, fucking monster. Mm-hmm. Not that, like, the other kids didn't make me want to hurl, but a day-old infant. Mm-hmm. Now comes the Broussard tragedy with its five victims, thus completing a series of sacrifices of five separate families, which evidently intended to have involved five victims. So now, end quote. So we have five families of five. But here's the thing. There there was a family of six. There was a family of three. So I think that's just the news being a little Exciting. overzealous. It's a little overzealous. Fake news! But, I mean, at the same time, it's still 
still, it's still you know bizarre. It's five families of five with their hands splayed in a five. Exactly. That's what we're going to say. With the, that says the, what does it say? The fucking, the human five. So human five. We, we got this going on. It's five. So now that the papers jumped on the voodoo train, everyone is now on board. So around this time, <clears throat> rumors started to spread that Clementine was the leader of a cult called the Church of Sacrifice. Difficult when you're in jail. <clears throat> which was led by Reverend King Harris, who happened to be a Pentecostal revival preacher who had a small congregation at the Christ Sanctified Holy Church. After his name became attached to Clementine's, he was taken in. During his interrogation, they brought up said Church of Sacrifice and Harris said he never heard of it, and he was also visibly shook when it was brought up that his sermons could have possibly inspired a series of axe slaughters. But he's Christian-based. Yeah. What are you looking at? I'm just looking up the, because I don't really know much about voodoo and if it's, yeah, so it's African-based. So mm-hmm. can they be... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. All right. Never mind. Are you buying it now? Well, like, no, because I was really... Because, down? Uh, yeah, like deep Haitian voodoo, deep southern voodoo. Hoodoo, voodoo. Which is... Okay, so voodoo became syncretized with the Catholic and Francophone... Or Francophone culture of New Orleans. Okay, so, yeah. Never mind. I was just like, but wait, is it voodoo if it's, it's Christian? But yeah, I guess oh, yeah. there would have been a mm-hmm. total immersion and mesh of cultures. And this is it. Yep. Cool. So. Oh, wait. Did I? Did I miss an insert number oh, five? Oh, shit. Rewind. Oh, my God. I did. We're rewinding. Everyone oh, forget crap. just the last five minutes. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. So I'm just going to say, oh, my God. And I forgot the fifth one. This is weird. This is weird. I'm freaking it's out a little bit. the rest of our night mm-mm, after that, like, if we stop this at, like, an hour, five. At 55. At 55, 55 minutes. 50, or like, I'm fucking freaking out. Done. I'm freaking I'm out. Leaving I'm leaving the apartment. All right. So, um, oh, my God. I'm freaking out. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm inserting Article 5 at this moment, and then I'm going to insert Article 6. Insert Article 5. Here we go. Another butchery of a Negro family took place in Lake Charles Saturday night. The victims were Felix Broussard, his wife, and three children. They were knocked in the head with an axe, and this time the murdered left a note saying the murderer wrote on the front door in pencil when he maketh, oh my god, I can't say maketh, when he maketh the go. inquisition for blood, he forgetteth not the cry of the humble. Signed, Human Five. I do like it they had a pencil this time. But like, I can't, a pencil, really? On the door, yeah. A pencil. It was tucked I'm saying blood. I call a school school teacher. I I need to know. It's It's an an educator. (laughs) So a peculiar thing in these murders at Lafayette, Crowley, Doosan, and now in Lake Charles, Charles, is that all of the murdered people were from this parish and lived at or near Karen Crow. So far, no clue to the murderer has been found. So now... Remember everything I just said about uh, Reverend Harris? Here we go. On the request of the authorities here, Chief of Police Harris of Jennings arrested and brought over here Sunday King Harris, colored the pastor of what is known as the Sacrifice Church in Jennings. Harris was arrested as a suspect in connection with the Norbert Randall murder here in November because it is believed that the Sacrifice sect is something on the order of the, quote, Council of God sect of New Orleans. 
It is known that on the night of the murder, this Harris held a meeting in a house about one half block from the Randall home, and Randall and his family were said to have been at the meeting. While the officers are confident they have two of the persons implicated in these horrible butcheries of whole families in jail, they have believed there are others, which belief a similar which belief a similar murder Thursday night in Crowley of another family confirms and leads to the suspicion that the murders may be the result of some fanatical belief or teaching. This is what led up to the arrest of the preacher Harris, and they hope soon to solve the mystery of these atrocities. Holy shit. So now they're saying that the Randall family was involved yeah. in this, and now they're dead. Fucking, this is... But maybe nuts. not involved, but, like, maybe they're... They saw they're something. Like, they're, what if they saw yeah, something? Yeah, or they saw something, or... They're just trying to, like, procure people to a certain cult. And if you're not in it, they just slaughter your whole like, family. Like, what's happening? If they're doubtful or if they're, like, if they think they're, they're like, going to tell no, or, like, what's going to happen. Not, this is not what we worship. Bye. So, Sorry, one day old. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. 24-hour old. Um, but then, on April 5th, 1912, Clementine Barnabet confesses. What you got to say, Clementine? Now, this is a doozy. So I'm taking a sip. Take a sip, because it's a, it's, a, it's a confession. Mm. All right, here we go. Confession, made on Tuesday, April 2nd, 1912, to reporter R.H. Broussard, New Orleans, item, reprinted in the Lafayette Advisor. <clears throat> it literally says full text. Here we go. Full text. It's the fullest. Clementine Barnabet, the Negro woman in jail charged with the murder of the Randall family here last November, has made a confession to the officers and others in which she declares she committed the axe murders here in Rain and Crowley. So she killed two families. Three. Oh, Mm. shit. My name is Clementine Barnabet. I was born and partly raised near the town of St. Martinville, Louisiana, and moved to Lafayette about three years ago when I began to lead a life of degradation. I have never been married. It was while in the company of two other women and two men while in New Iberia, Louisiana, that we met an old Negro who told us that he would sell us conjas, meaning by that of the voodoos, Got it. Which, with which we could do as we pleased and we could never be detected and would be protected from the hands of the law by the mere fact of these conjas being in our possession. Are they like the dolls or are they just uh, they're, like I think they're just like instruments. Or... I don't know. They're maybe a little bag full of okay. maybe rocks or something. You know, something probably nothing extravagant. But I, don't, I didn't get any really information on what these conjas, conjas were. Um... We bought them and paid $3 each for them and left New Iberia the same night, returning to Lafayette when we began to plan our actions. We had not yet decided on committing any murders, but it was while we were discussing our future plans that the question came up as to whether we could kill and be protected by the voodoos. One of the gang was instructed to go to to, to New Iberia and interview the hoodoo man who said we were safe in any and all actions which we might do. I love this. Our lives would at all times be fully protected by the power of the hoodoos. Well, what a disappointing moment it is when you're arrested. (laughs) So, 
continuing on with her confession. This, guys, this is like a page long. So I love just oh get my in God, here. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Clementine's spilling mm-hmm. the beans. She's like, listen, guys, I got something to say. I, got, <laughs> I gotta get something off here. my chest. All right. Y'all might need to know. I gotta get something off my chest. I ain't the head of this. It was sometime during the year of 1910, I believe in the fall, that I went to reign with my companions and we drew lots to know who would make the first attempt of the hoodoos in committing murders. The lot fell to me and accordingly I got to work that night. I went to my sister, I didn't know she had a fucking sister, um, who lived at Rain near the OG Railroad Depot and later during the night went uptown disguised as a man and securing an axe in a yard near the cabin where I killed the other and four I mean, children. all of that was very smart, Clementine. I'm worried. I saw the light was burning and by that I could easily see inside. <clears throat> so I'm assuming, oh yeah, so it says when asked how she gained admission into the house, she said that the house was lighted. Okay. So I saw that the light was burning, and by that I could easily see inside. I saw the mother sleeping in her bed. Then I decided that I would enter the house and there begin the work which which was planned. Well, a job is a job. On entering the house, I struck the woman on the right temple and killed her instantly. One of the children was awakened by the noise, and before he could raise his head from the pillow, I struck him a blow somewhere near the left ear. Then I struck the other two. I left the man's clothes, which I wore in the house, and left the house in woman's clothes. Returned to my sister's house, and later during the same night, I boarded a train for Lafayette, arriving here about midnight. It was about nine when I killed them. Oh my god. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh-uh, page two. But I'm always the sick one that's like, I have to admire... We come in men's clothes, dump the suit, leave in women's clothes. We have an alibi if the sister's in on it. No, she was here the whole time. Mm. Holy shit. Yep, yep. It's, this, is, we're, this is disgusting. We're still we're going. We're still, we have so, okay. We're still going. Good Lord. On my return to Lafayette, I reported the matter to the other members of the gang, and we watched the development in the case with great interest. Get out your popcorn, I, I guess. Mean, it's, it's unfolding right now. <laughs> When we saw that we had not been detected, we decided that the hoodoos had done their part and we were safe. Thanks, hoodoos. Mm-hmm. Um, the newspaper says she then tells of how they had killed the family at Crowley, explained every detail, and how they left Crowley the same night, one of the women going to rain and the others coming to Lafayette. She then continues, In Crowley, I entered the house with one of the women, while the other kept watch, and as I had the axe in my hand, I committed the murders. I struck the man first, and just as I did so, the woman woke up. I struck her a blow in the face with the butt of the axe, and then felled her. So I'm assuming... Like knocked her out or Knocked her out. Oh yeah, nice. That's probably what. I then struck her once or twice to be sure that she was dead. Once this was done, it was an easy matter to get rid of the two small children. That's terrible. We thought it was better to kill them than to leave them orphans, as they would suffer. Is it? I mean, that's a little assumption. I'm sorry. That's a little assuming. I'm sorry. an assumption that I wouldn't make, really. I don't like her coming on the back end with a conscience. You know what I mean? I don't need you to be slaughtering kids being like, no, 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 but... It's so that they wouldn't suffer with their right. lives. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. So from Crowley, we came back as far as rain together, and one of the three stopping in rain, and the other two, myself and another, came to Lafayette. 
Later, we were joined by the third, who told us how the officers had searched for the murderers all around her. We never spoke of committing any more murders until sometime in February. The night before an election, we knew that all the officers would be Billy, oh my God, would be busy, quote unquote, politicking. That is smart. Yep. So we went to the refinery and there we laid our plans, not knowing who would be the victim or victims. When we reached the railroad crossing, we saw a light burning in a cabin near Ramagosa's store. We decided that it was a good place, so went there. Myself and one of the women entered the house and I struck the man first, then his wife, and afterwards his two small children, one of whom was an infant in a cradle near the bed. We had overlooked him until he woke up and began to cry. Oh my God. I turned around and struck him in the forehead, killing him instantly. She just fucking, she has a lot to say. Like, are her pupils just black when she's saying? Like, just black eyes. She's just fucking saying. Ew. We took the man and the woman and placed them in a kneeling position and left the house. I was near the house the next morning when his brother came to the house and called them. And not getting any answer, he looked through the window and saw them dead. He began crying, and I was one of the first to go to him and asked him what had happened. (laughs) What happened, Clementine? Fuck. He told me, and I went to notify their parents who lived nearby. I helped to wash them and prepare them for burial. What? What? So now she's asked about the last murder, which is the fourth family. The fourth and last murder. It was on a Sunday night. We went out for a frolic, and we went to a meeting of the God Sacrifice Church. I think frolic means different things to different people. I don't know. What does it mean to you? Not this. I don't know. Who knows? How are we to judge? Who knows? After maybe we've been reusing it wrong. We've been frolicking wrong. We've been frolicking in a wrong way. So wrong. After we left the church, we secured an axe and took it with us in a bundle of clothes, which we carried with us. We met two of the night officers, and when we saw them coming, we hid the axe in the grass until the officers had passed us and went back to get it. We went a little way up the street and saw someone coming. I laid the axe behind a tree, and then we saw who it was. It was King Harrison, the minister of the God Sacrifice Church. We told him that there had been two men fighting up the street as the officers would see him around there and arrest him. He did as we told him, and he went around. This left us all alone in the street. Oh my god, this is the smartest shit. You know, this shit's smart. I'm so angry about it. So this left us all alone in the street, and we crawled to the house and entered from behind and killed them. Once we killed them, I took a pistol, which I had hidden under my dress, and shot at Norbert Randall, the man I killed. I struck him somewhere in the breast or body. I got the pistol from my brother's house during the afternoon and returned it the same night. So as not to be seen with it, so the off- if the officers right. would, would catch me. After this, we went up to town to talk the matter over. I returned about 2 o'clock in the morning and then I went to bed where I stayed until I was awakened by the man I worked for the next morning about five. I worked around the house until I was arrested by Mr. Peck about 10 in the morning. When asked if there had been any agreement made, oh sorry, now this is the newspaper saying, when asked if there had been any agreement made to tell, not to tell on one another, Mm -hmm. she said that there had been such an agreement made but she wanted to tell her own part of it so just to clear her conscience. Again with that conscience. 
So Clementine has, however, given names of accomplices to the officers, but all information so far has proven fabrications. No. Wait, I'm so confused. (laughs) But Sheriff Lacoste and deputies are following up every possible clue and hope to completely solve the mystery of these murders. Clementine's confession has been received with varying shades of belief owing to the positive way she swore in the trial of her father and the misleading information she has given to the accomplices. (laughs) So that's her confession. Wily bird. (laughs) So... Like I just said, it's incredibly hard to believe anything with Barnabet, what Clementine Barnabet had said. She first blamed her father, and then when she gave the names of the gang members, they led to dead ends. Like So no one. That's great. This is swell. So let's talk about what it means to actually confess <laughs> something, Clementine. <laughs> so Howard E. Bruner, who I guess when she says that there was um a um an election happening. Okay. Because Howard E. Bruner is now Louisiana's district attorney. Before ah. I mention someone else. So I believe, I'm assuming, this is his election. Yeah. So he thinks that Clementine was the initial murderer and that the other crimes were done by copycats. He believes that she was a, quote, moral pervert and was guilty to everything that she confessed to. Oh, so he's So he's like, like, I don't fucking believe of any it. of this shit. Get rid of yeah. it. But... Just because Clementine wasn't roaming the streets at night anymore, it doesn't mean that people were sleeping well at night. I'm not. So Clementine then decides to name this other man as this voodoo priest. We're done with you, Clementine. Named Joseph Thibodeau. Hell yeah, Thibodeau. So (laughs) I love this man for this reason alone. Because the only voodoo that this man uh, was doing was uh, root-based medicines for conjuring warts away. <laughs> Which I feel I feel like voodoo gets a bad name because of fucking people like Clementine. I mean, if you have a wart, you gotta get rid of it. And sometimes, so, listen, thank you, Joseph For focusing Thibodeau. on our faces. Jesus Christ. Hands. So, on April 14th, 1912... Clementine was officially charged with the murders of 17 people. However, it's more likely that she killed around 35, making her the first reported African-American serial killer. Wow. Clementine's defense lawyers tried to play her off as insane. I don't know. Mm. She seems to be real articulate for an insane Insert person. Article 8. Here we go. <clears throat> Dr. E.M. Hummel of New Orleans, Dr. John Tolson, and Dr. R.D. Voorhees appointed by Judge Campbell to inquire into Clementine Barnabit's sanity, examined her yesterday, and reported her sane. She will be tried Thursday. On October 29th, 1912, Clementine was convicted of the murders and sentenced to life at only 19 years old. I mean, just (laughs) jumping off the gate. So, I have... Didn't even try to have another career. I mean, there's there's really nothing else to do. Didn't even look into any other avenues of life, really. This is what I want to do. So this is an, a full-blown article on basically that just summarizes what happened. Um, but I, for some reason, I really enjoyed reading it. It has this, like, 
I don't know. I just feel like I'm in like 1912 when I read I mean, it. Give it's us, fantastic. Give us either the whole thing or a little bit <laughs> of the thing or your oh, favorite. Oh, it's the fucking whole We're thing. We're going in. It. We're doing Three it. Three pages. Here we go. So the title of the article is Officials Think That Woman Had Accomplices. Okay, guys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh. And then it gives you, like, little, like, snippets where oh, it's, like, yes. only part of the story told by Clementine Barnabit credited. Negra sticks to confession of wholesale murders. Killed infants, she said, to keep them from being orphaned. Grand jury will not take immediate action pending investigation by I authorities. I think we should take immediate action, guys. <laughs> I, think, I think something <laughs> I think needs to change. we need to lock it up. So, here we go. The startling revelations made by Clementine Barnabit in her confession of the murder of a score of innocent Negroes as published in the Picayune yesterday has been the subject of much discussion and speculation today. I'll say. The profound mystery of any reasonable motive for the slaughter of these people while sound asleep in their cabins and the atrocious circumstances of the several deeds in Rain, Crowley, and Lafayette all add to make one of the most complicated and difficult problems ever presented for solution in the criminal oh my god I was about to say anals <laughs> the criminal anals you heard it first <laughs> here is it annals? no what? I think it's annals annals are an- okay. I would say annals annals is much better than annals I don't know I like annals okay I'm going to start that sentence. Uh, I'm going to back it up a little bit. Eighth grade humor, ladies and gentlemen. Ever presented for solution in the criminal annals annals of (laughs) the state. I just kicked you because I could not say annals. I I could not not say annals. Fuck. All right. Continuing on. That's a whole other thing I think we need to address. I can't not say anal. I just can't not not say it. It's spelled the same, just with one extra N, okay? It's like a, it's a typo. They spelled uh, anals wrong. You spelled it wrong, guys. The general public, while hesitating to accept the admission of the young woman that she is the sole perpetrator of four of the most dastardly and cold-blooded assassinations ever recorded, involving many children and several babies at the mother's breast, can construct no satisfactory theory as an explanation of the crimes and how many were concerned in them. Were con- yeah, concerned in them. Many are loath to believe Clementine was alone and still contend she must have had accomplices, which, in fact, she admits in a way, but maintains the others, while present, were not... Uh, were not... Ooh, I don't know what that says. What, is, what does that say? Sodively? Sodively? We're not sodively. So it's a word we don't necessarily I don't know that, know. no. Sodively? Yeah. We're not sodively participating. participating in the murders. Right, Maybe well, like you solo? You keep reading. I'm yeah, look Google that up. Look sodively. that up. We're all going to learn here today. So she herself claims to have done all the bloody work, wielding the axe and braining her sleeping victims one after another. What does it mean? Do we know? That's not a word anymore. <laughs> Maybe in 1912 it was a word, but it's not a word now. Interesting. I don't think it's recognized by Scrabble. Excellent. Well, then it's not real. If it's not recognized by Scrabble, <laughs> then it's not fucking real. All right. 
All the information which she has had so far, given the officers as to those implicated with her, has proven fabrication, pure and simple. And her total disregard for truth, coupled with her persistency in throwing them off the track, has right. served to discredit her story about being alone in the crimes. She gives an occasional hint as to the real inwardness of her wicked career and from these the officers have made some little progress in getting all the circumstances in hand deputy sheriff some other sheriff sheriff latoilis who has been very um sotive again sotive sotive s-o-t-i-v-e sotive sotive oh no 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 I'm going to say that's actually active. <laughs> so can we please go to the other page? Could that be actively? Yep. Yeah. Guys, I just want you to know that I'm reading We're a very blurry. No, 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 no. I'm letting you know right now. I'm, I'm reading a very, I had to zoom in on this. It's very blurry. The, so the it's not sotively, it's actively. I'm embarrassed, honestly. I'll be embarrassed for both of us if you want to just I'm have not embarrassed excuse. because I'm reading. Because we have That's the why. facts. I have facts here, like words. Oh, man. Okay. <clears throat> Guys, we went to acting school. It's you know fine. I mean? It doesn't matter. It doesn't you know fucking I mean? matter. It doesn't matter. We're living our lives. Um, so Deputy Sheriff Latoilis, who has been very active in this case, <laughs> considers beyond doubt that she had an accomplice and... And which is that of a Negro man. Just after the killing of the Andrus family of five a year ago, Deputy Latoilis was convinced of Clementine's guilt, but certain developments threw the officers off the track, and old man Barnabit was arrested and convicted on the evidence of his wife, son, and daughter. Barnabit. A bloody skirt and waist found near the scene of the crime belonged to Clementine, but she swore her father had taken them to wipe his hands. Clementine once stated that she had a man assisting but could not be made to say who he is. She declared she killed the children because she did not want them left orphans in the world. She also, with evident pride, says she had three more families to put out of this way in the manor, but now realizes she must answer for her crime by paying the death penalty, and so asked to see her mother, to whom she repeated her confession. Her mother is not the woman who swore against old man Barnabet. That was his first wife. Sheriff Lacoste <laughs> was the first to realize Clementine Clementine's um, com oh, I can't say this word complicity. Com thank you. After the Randall murder last November, he promptly had her arrested the morning of the crime and was soon rumored. Oh no, soon rewarded. Guys, this text is really weird by finding in her room bloody clothing that his that has clinched the evidence against her. Upon the night of that crime, Clementine says she met Reverend King Harrison, or Harris rather, a Negro uh, preacher near Randall's cabin and warned him to keep away as a man had been killed them. Harris then verifies this and says he saw two women. Clementine says this other woman carried the ax under her dress and says her name was Irene, who has not yet been found. Cool. Who's Irene? Who the hell is Irene? Sheriff Lacoste, despite all intricacies of the case, has not yet abandoned hope of getting to the bottom of the facts. That's right. Hell yeah. Get we, to the that's bottom. That's what we do. And says in a day or so, he may obtain sufficient evidence to justify the arrest of a Negro against whom there was always been a strong suspicion. 
Clementine declares she laid the crime on her father at the suggestion of her brother, and together with her stepmother, the three convicted him, and he only escaped the gallows by the merest... That's not a word. Sure it is. The merest... Merest chance. Chance. <laughs> Guys, the fucking text, okay? Merest chance. What I really should have done is I should have just typed this all up when I had, like, shh, a time. Okay, shh, We're sorry. in it now. Uh-huh. I just wanted them, to read it from the real paper. Don't let them know we make mistakes. Oh, God. I mean, I don't. I, I know every word <laughs> in the English language, and I know how to fucking read it, too. To Sheriff Lacoste, she said her only motive in the commission of the crimes was jealousy. But this is not accepted, and no doubt there was other and more powerful motives that prompted the wholesale slaughter of so many of her I'm actually going to say own race. there was no fucking motive, and y'all just crazy. Mm-hmm. So to all who interview her, she gives a graphic detail of all the circumstances of the crime and the exact methods adopted to effect entrance into the cabins, together with just how she proceeded to dash out the brains of her victims one after another. She only used a pistol, pistol once and then to fire into the dead body of Norbert Randall, and this is one of the few facts confirmed by the officers. She says she borrowed the weapon from her brother, who is now in jail, but Sheriff Lacoste places no reliance upon this statement and is pursuing investigations upon his own theory of the case and may soon have further developments reports. Along this line, it was rumored this evening that the grand jury would not report immediately upon the Parnabit case, but adjourn over and allow the officers an opportunity to follow up certain clues they now have in hand. This, however, cannot be verified and may be without foundation. The probability is that the jury will report tomorrow evening or Thursday morning and that if any other developments occur in the Barnabit case involving anyone else, the facts will be made known by tomorrow night. It is very likely that some new facts may develop tomorrow, but whether any further arrests will be made is, of course, not certain. So nobody knows what the fuck's going on. (laughs) The officers are maintaining strict secrecy about all their movements and if they have anything in hand they keep their own counsel it is suggested that perhaps at last clementine has opened her lips so long sealed and told the whole truth of her crimes and mayhap there are others involved who may soon be in the hands of the law however this is all speculation and time can only tell the outcome of the investigation that involves the peace and safety of two states. Sheriff Lacoste, in common with others, has discarded the idea of religious fanaticism or organized movement to commit murder and places no credence in Clementine's hoodoo version and many of her illusory flights of imagination in giving her confession. We believe her, we don't believe her, nothing's true, everything's true. So he has studied the woman and subjected her to many different tests and has arrived at certain definite conclusions concerning the whole affair, but deems it best not to give to the public just now what his plans and purposes are. Yeah, please don't. Keep us all in the dark. That'd be great. <laughs> Just mass murder happening. This is fine. This is fine. So, there's a lot of question marks. You know, there's a lot of question marks, and that's okay, because on July 13th, 1913, Clementine tries to escape from the Louisiana penitentiary. Clementine, <laughs> you just offered yourself up for death. Now you can't even handle life. But she was caught... As she reached the gate. Oh, thank goodness. So but not she a was big like, a la- I, I gotta, gotta go. go. <laughs> I gotta go. 
This is a bad idea. I made a mistake. So despite this little, you know, escape act, um, she was modeled uh, an outstanding prisoner. And because of her outstanding please prison status, she later receives a, quote, procedure, a.k.a brain lobotomy shenanigans and was quote restored to normal conditions they frontal lobotomied her and she was released 10 years later a vet a vegetable she was compliant she was nothing so clementine's trial was all of the the question marks are everywhere but it was summarized and published in 1942 in the federal writers project It's of common thought that there was just a bunch of confusion regarding the case. The main main question being there may have never even been a church of sacrifice because Reverend Harris led a congregation from this sanctified church and people now believe that sanctified and sacrificed were too close to have not have been jumbled up. Great. And... There we have it. I'm just looking up lobotomy right now. There we have it. There we have it. I would have happened to darling Clementine. I have said so many fucking words. Oh, my darling. (coughs) Oh, my darling Clementine. I feel like my vocal cords are going to fucking rip itself out. I mean, Mm. you read. read. I think I read a novel. (laughs) You read. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, that's Clementine Barnabit. Maybe voodoo. Maybe not. Maybe voodoo-don't. I don't know. Oh, shit. I'm just going to keep saying voodoo-don't until you give me a reaction, and you finally did, because I've said it like four times already. Four (laughs) times. God damn it. I'm so sorry. Um, But yeah, that's Clementine Barnabit. I I want to believe her confession, and that's what I'm going to go with. I'm just going to say she just was like, hey, listen, this is what happened, and this is what I did. And I'm going to try to escape prison, but then you're going to take my frontal lobe out. And I'm going to be real just easy And then I'm going to gonna just be real chill from then on. Holy and that's it. Cow. She took an axe, just like good old Lizzie Borden. But like. And had some fun. Move the fuck over, Lizzie Borden. You have a lot of catching up to do. Damn. It was a lot of shit. Oh, I'm not ready for that. It was a lot of shit. Well, I, I, okay, so. If in case it's your first time listening, because oh, right, yeah. we need, we should be a little bit anymore. sensitive about that, right? So Chelsea and I have come up with the chalice of choice, chalice of choice, chalice of choice, chalice of choice, and um, it is a, a slew of names that we put into a chalice, if you will, or, or just an old jar. raspberry jam jar. Whatever. Uh, and this is how we decide who we're going to pick. Um, for Chelsea yeah, we used next to, week. We used to bicker every week as to who wanted to do the Correct. cool ladies. Um, Regardless of who I pick, it's, it's going to be poison. I think you should... Limited info. I think you should pick from the top. I think you just pick from the top. But all the other weeks you were telling me pick from the bottom, I just, Pamela. Well, now I feel bad. You should pick from the top. How about I'm just going to moosh it all no, up? No, I think you should pick from the top. <laughs> oh, well, now I feel like I'm manipulating everything. No, 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 no. I, and the chalice chooses. No, I'm just telling you, I think, first I'm off. Not, I can't Oh, my it. God. you're. Oh, I really set it up for you so fucking no, well. Fate God damn decide. it. Fate I may have added decide. some, too, by the way. It's really full. I'm, I keep finding all these fucking rad women. I'm like, yoink. Put them in there. 
I really, I put it out so nice on top for you, and you just fucking. Oh no, I'm just sort of mooshing it all around. Okay, are you gonna fucking pick one? Because this, <laughs> no. this is absurd. I refuse to go for the obvious pieces of new. All right. Paper. Well, I was trying to help a girl out. I might put this back real quick. How fucking no! I got five kids. Oh shit. So, um, Damn. it's gonna be a dark one next oh, week. Oh, gotta love the Not dark like ones. Not like this week was a whole bunch of oh, golden fuck. raisins. But, golden uh, raisins? I don't know. I was just, I was trying Fantastic. to riff on something. I've taken more than one sip of the drink. I know, me too. I shouldn't have. Oh my God. Guys, my, I'm gonna go because I think my voice is gonna go, to be honest with you. Um, this is it. You got to follow us on Instagram, you Fatal Females Podcast. You got to send us some recommendations and requests on Fatal Females Podcast at gmail.com. We have a website, which is fatalfemalespodcast.com. That's right. That's right. And you can listen to us on iTunes. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please, please rate us, subscribe. That would be dope. Even if it's like these two bitches are fucking crazy, don't listen to them. Some Things better than nothing. Oh yeah, we want feedback. Yeah, I need we to would know. rather have negative feedback than just dropping us all together. Honestly, because we'll like, take it under consideration, change it. Totally. Um, you could also listen to us on a Stitcher Radio as well, on SoundCloud, um, everywhere. Oh, Facebook. We also have a Facebook page, Fatal Females Podcast. Um, you should visit that page. Yeah, it's a good page, and um, eventually Chelsea will put up some drinks on there. But, I'm going. You know, I'm doing. The, I'm going to do a whole launch. It's going to be a launch. Oh a shit! Whole launch. We should have a launch party. Uh, okay, where and I make all of the cocktails. That's Fifteen cocktails. Fucking dangerous. We'll talk at the end of it. And amazing. <laughs> okay, we'll catch you next week. Peace out, motherfuckers. Bye.